Hello and welcome to episode number 46 of the Pen Addict Podcast, a weekly show dedicated to discussing pens, paper, and the analogue tools that we all love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined today by the secret agent of pens, the top agent at MI Pen 5 or something, 00.4, Mr. Brad Dowdy. <laughs> That was awesome. Thanks. Yeah, that's uh, that's um, that's going to the top of the list. I like that. Yeah, double uh, point four. Agent, agent double point four millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Thank so what's you. going on, man? Uh, not much. Well, say not much. All of the stuff. Yeah. What's going on is everything, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, huh? Um, so I guess yeah. we should, you know, regular listeners to the network are going to hear this on every single show this week, but. I want to make sure that everybody knows, just in case uh, they don't listen to the other shows or follow us on Twitter and stuff. So um, the 70 Decibels Network, of which this show is a part of, um, has been acquired by the 5x5 Podcasting Network, which is extremely exciting news. We're, we're very, very pleased about this. Um, and there will be a link in the show notes to uh, the blog post that I wrote announcing this. And it's at 70decibels.com forward slash blog. So... Over the coming weeks, we're going to be moving all of the network and all the shows over to the 5x5 network. Um, this shouldn't mean too much of change at all for you, dear listener, but we will keep you updated with everything. I want you to be well aware um, of anything you might want to do um, or not need to do and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, we're hoping that the transition should actually be seamless and your feed should move over perfectly, so you won't need to worry. But if there was anything, we would let you know. But I have actually changed feeds and stuff before, so I know it's not... Too, too much of a task, in all honesty. Um, so, yes, that, that will be all fine, but we'll let you know about that over the coming weeks. But we're very, very excited because it, it uh, gives us a new home. Um, it gives us some infrastructure and stuff like that that we desperately need, and it's going to this move will ensure that the pen addict will be around for a very, very long time to come. Yeah, this is, this is really great news, really exciting news. And, um, you know, it's been, you know, Mike's, Mike's been talking to us hosts um, at 70 Decibels behind the scenes for a while, and we've all just been totally excited for this uh, opportunity. And we're all very, very proud of what Mike has done and how he has grown the 70 Decibels network, and it could not have happened to a better guy. And I'm really proud of you, Mike, and I'm very happy for you. And this is 100% all good things are going to come out of this. Thank you, Brad. Yep, I'm uh, I, I'm pumped. I mean, I'm really excited about it. And you know, and like you said, you know, it's really not going to change anything for us. It's going to give us, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, help on the back end stuff. And you know, we'll be maybe we'll, you know, on for our podcast in particular, we may get to do a few different uh, cool things. But um, you know, you know, we'll uh, sort that out as those details uh, come. We'll definitely let um, you know, everyone know, you know, Mike or myself will let every, keep everyone abreast of it. if anything has to change with the, the details surrounding the podcast. Um, right now, it doesn't look like anything's going to change for us. But, um, you know, as far as scheduling and, and goes, uh, everything goes, uh, people will notice that uh, today's a Tuesday <laughs> we're recording. When we talked about recording on Thursday. Um, <clears throat> my uh, my plan came to fruition. I didn't think that we were going to be on Thursdays for too long. It just happened sooner than I thought it would. So, yeah, we're back on Tuesdays. But uh, anything like that, we'll definitely let everyone know. But um, this is this is good. I'm I'm excited. Now I'm a huge. I was a huge five by five fan bef- before even you know before seventy decibels existed. Like I think a lot of the uh, podcast hosts are. So this is a this is a pretty cool pretty cool deal. 
very, very excited. Yeah. We're very yep. excited. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be exciting times, I'm sure. And, uh, yeah, yes, sir. Re- really, really pleased. Good deal. Good deal. So you've finally been able to get some sleep after last week. I know it was a busy, busy week for you at the end of last week. Uh, oh, lots yeah. going on. Yeah, I, I'm, I've been extremely busy the last few days. <laughs> well, cool. Let's get into this, uh, this podcast and, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll get you in, get you in bed and get you, get you fed and tucked in tonight, Mike. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds great. so you know i one of the things i get concerned about from time to time with the podcast and mike and i have not talked about this specifically recently but we've talked about it in the past is you know mike and i kind of get off on tangents that kind of become a running theme for you know five six seven shows like we've gotten into the retro 51 and vanishing point where it seemed like that's all we talked about and recently it's been the field notes um that we've been talking about all the time and you know, I've had some, you know, I've had a couple followers like on Twitter saying, hey, this is this, really enjoying your field notes podcast and you're they're being sarcastic, and, you know, like get back to talking to the pins kind of thing. And I, I definitely hear you guys, you know, when you know, we talk about that, we try not to go overboard too much. But also on, on the other hand, it's also a lot I get, you know, exponentially more comments and emails about those topics that we are talking about. So it's we do try to balance, um, you know, the topics, but sometimes, you know, we kind of get in a get in a role and there's we start talking about a topic then people have more questions about that topic and it just kind of leads into a recurring theme kind of deal so yeah i don't want people to get go ahead i think that our show more than any other show that that i do or that i've ever heard really it follows our obsessions so as the things that we enjoy change um, and and continue to go through the same all the show like so as you say like we spoke about two pens you know the vanishing point of the retro fifty one for a long time and mm-hmm. then recently it's been Twisby and field notes and it's just as as our because this show is about obsessions mm-hmm. um, and as they have changed and as they 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 move over time so does the show's topics but they they follow a a similar path like that. So in a couple of months' time, right. we'll be talking about something else. But right now, especially me, I'm really caught up with um, field notes. Right, and and a lot of our listeners are too. So I get a lot of that feedback, you know, during the week. That hey, what about this? What about this? Did you see this? So you know, I those are still things people want, you know, answers to these questions. So we still do talk about it from uh, from time to time. But don't worry, it's never going to. I just don't want listeners to worry that it's ever going to be something just. Um, <clears throat> full bore you know all one topic all the time so um you know uh that being said the things we're going to talk about on this podcast are field notes vanishing points and retro 51s because yep. <laughs> that's everything i have in the notes for today which is it's kind of ironic that i'm mentioning that but um it's uh this is like the very th- yeah this episode is basically the amalgamation of everything that we've ever spoken about into one yeah, but what it is it's some really you know, part of it, you, you say it's obsession, and it is. And part of that, part of that, the thing that goes along with obsession is discovery. So we're discovering all these new things and things that we didn't know exist related to those obsessions that we've had already. So it's it, those topics just keep coming up from time to time and time again. So anyway, it's pretty cool. One of the things I wanted to mention about the recent field notes that I've gotten a lot of tweets on, a lot of people mentioning was how crazy the prices have gotten on eBay, and they were crazy. You know, a few months ago where they were going for like $50, $60 for all the old out-of-print, um, 
out of print versions. Well, someone, the same uh, eBay seller has been loading a bunch of really old versions, like just below zero and Mackinac autumn. And they're still in the, um, still sealed up in the wrappers and everything. And I got tweets because the prices on these went, they just, they closed out yesterday or today or something. They both, each of those three packs went for $127. Yep. Both bought by the same person. Both bought by the same person. So a three pack of just below zero and a three pack of Mackinac autumn, both of them sealed went for $127 and 53 cents each. Did you put any bids in? Hell no. I That's did. insane. There, there's no way. I put some bids in. Oh, yeah? On both of those? On both of them, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I'm i comfortable around for ones that I need that are old, especially those are really old ones. I mean, those are some of the, what, first four, first five editions released. So they're yeah. very, very low print runs, hard to come by. But I still can't imagine paying more than 50 or 60 bucks. I mean, that's, you know, $250. I mean, that's... That's some pretty sweet pins I could buy with that money. And totally. I mean, but I, I'm also speaking from the aspect where I have both of those, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't have a sealed three-pack of Mackinac Auto. Mine are loose, but um, I do have a sealed pack of just below zero. But ah, that's crazy. And it, it seemed to be my, my followers on Twitter felt that that was pretty crazy, too. I put in a bit of $50 for the um, just below zero and $70 for Mackinac Autumn. Mm-hmm. Bearing in mind that you know, with exchange rates, I actually come out much better than that. You know, sure, um, sure. But I gave I gave it a go. They were my maximums, and after that, I was not going to put a penny more. Yeah, would you even consider going like one hundred twenty-seven dollars and fifty-three cents? Well, I mean, I assume this person's got that money, right? So, sure, sure. I'm, yeah, I mean, that's fair. You know, if I if I, I just, was sitting on a massive cash pile, then <laughs> yeah, sure, I would. You know. It's all it's all yeah. relative to a point, I guess. But yeah, that's true. It would have restricted me from buying anything else. So I've got another couple of packs. So I've got my first pack of American Tradesmen. Nice. Um, and do you remember the balsam fur pack that got lost in the post? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Turns out they were craft green, but mm. such is life. I got them for very cheap, and we did kind of expect that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. It it wasn't adding up at the time, so yeah. But but at, I, least, uh, at least I've got that pack, which I'm happy with. Yep. And um, hopefully I'm going to be coming into quite a haul of books soon. So I'll talk about that in a few weeks' time. Nice. I've got something interesting happening. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. So um, that concludes our field notes segment of the podcast. You can uh, unmute us now. (laughs) 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 But I I have – you know, I've been for the past few months. I've been working with a guy named Thomas on the blog, who's been sending me a bunch of fountain pens, and you know, just for testing. You know, he he knew I was really getting into them, and he sent me all kinds of different brands that I didn't own, different nib sizes that I didn't own, um, all kinds of crazy stuff. So I keep in uh, quite uh, constant contact with. Thomas, because I always always have a lot of questions about the pins that he sends send me. For one example, I just did a post on the Edison Pearl on the Pen Addict on Monday, which is a lovely pin. So Thomas always is always sending me. I've learned more from this guy this year than than my whole time with fountain pens on all these different things that you can do, different products that I've never heard of in my life. And this one he sent me really intrigued me. Um, and I don't even know the correct pronunciation, but I'm, I'm going to go with Binds, B-I-N-D-E-S. So there's a website called custom-binds.com, 
and I've never used them. He just sent me this link, and I looked at it. And what it is essentially is a company that takes your existing fountain pen, say in this case a vanishing point, like I mentioned. We were talking about that before. And they can essentially rework the barrel material into a completely different barrel material. Like, I, for example, I could take my black matte vanishing point, and he could re this custom binds. This I guess it's guy's name is Chris. He can basically reapply like uh oh god all kinds of different like an acrylic or celluloid or different metal. I think I, the picture I linked to you was a metal casing around a vanishing point. It's beautiful. It, it looks really cool. It's an acetate. Okay. So I, 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 this is like one of those things. This goes in the long, along the lines of I had no clue something like this existed, and it looks fantastic. You know all the pictures, and we'll have all the links in the show notes. But I, I'd, I'd be curious because I've never had any other users list mention that they've done anything like this. But it looks like a pretty, um, I don't know, I don't want to say common thing, but it looks like um, it's a pretty decent option for someone who's you know, got an existing pen, you know, maybe it's just a basic black, you know, black and with gold trim, even like a, like a a Mont Blanc. And you can really add a lot of style, a lot of color, a lot of different feel. I mean, I actually like going through this website, I actually like some of the hard rubber coatings that he's done, like some of the solid colors, like a red on a Mont Blanc and things like that, or an orange. Um, I didn't know anything like this existed. So I'd be curious to know if anyone has ever done this and if they have send, definitely send me a picture of it because I, I kind of want to see it person. I don't, you know, at first blush, I don't know if this is something that I would ever do. Probably not. And I don't, and this is, I don't even know what the prices are. I, I can't imagine it's cheap. Um, but I don't know. I, one of the reasons why I buy a pen is because I like how the barrel looks and I could see if I came a, you know, came into possession of some vintage fountain pens that were kind of rough looking. I think this would actually improve their looks. And I think that's probably a lot of the work that he does. Um, But I think just on a standard purchase of a pen, I don't know if I would do that with uh, any of the pens I currently own or any new pens I would purchase this. I wouldn't be purchasing a pen right now to say, Hey, I'm going to get a bind put on it. Are you familiar with the Pelican M800? Generally, yeah. I mean, I, I have an idea of what it looks like, yeah. So, do you know how much they cost? Um, not offhand. Because he's selling. I think they're. He's I think they're pretty one. expensive. Let me see. It's difficult for me to find one on a US site. I keep finding links on UK sites, which is frustrating. Because mm-hmm. he's selling one for like four hundred and five dollars. That has been custom binded. Hmm. So. Yeah. Interesting. Would you ever consider doing that to one your pens or it I haven't got a pen that I think I would I love enough to be customized. Yeah. Like it, I don't even think I think it would have to be I don't know. It would have to be an expensive pen to start with. So maybe something mm-hmm. like the vanishing point. Mm-hmm. And then I would have to I don't know how I would choose, but yeah, I mean yeah. it would be something that I would consider if there was something that I wanted to just do that with, but yeah, like, there are so many different parameters. Like, you know, why would I want to? I mean, it looks great, but why would I want to do that? And then, what would I want on it that wasn't already on it? 
Right. And that was kind of my point. If I'm going to say I, I'm going to the pin show in a month and I have a list of pins that I want to buy. Well, I'm buying them because I like how they look now and, you know, and how they're going to write, obviously, and things like that. But I, I, I could see this becoming useful if I did come into, you know, something vintage that needed um, a little pick me up kind of thing and would um, really make a difference in how the pin looks. Otherwise, I probably I wouldn't do that like on any like current purchases, especially of new pins. Um, I, I don't see me doing it, but. I was I was pretty surprised and and I was mostly surprised about how good it actually looks. I am I'm a little bit shocked actually. <laughs> this guy, this guy does good work. He pulls it off. I mean, it looks like it just it could come from the manufacturer. So definitely check out that vanishing point link because I think that is one of the coolest ones on the whole site. It's in the show notes. Cool. Cool. We um we have a we have a topic I want to I want to dig into a little bit and it might uh, go on a little long. So you want to go ahead and do our our sponsor now, and then we'll get into that next topic. That sounds great. So uh, should I talk about Squarespace? Yes, sir. So squarespace.com, they are sponsoring this episode, and they give you absolutely everything you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace provides you with all of the tools it takes to putting your site online. It doesn't matter how experienced you are with building websites, you can build something amazing in minutes without having to worry about hosting, scaling, or integration with social services like Twitter and Facebook. If you need to build a website, blog, portfolio, or business site, they can give you everything you need. They have beautiful, fantastic templates. You can create your pages using their intuitive drag and drop interface which makes it really easy and fun to use we spoke about that when we were talking about uh, building our custom field notes pages on mine and brad's blogs so you can go check those out on our blogs and so you can see how you know how a squarespace site can look and it it didn't take us very long to add a tool. They have real-time analytics, a blog importer to bring your site over. They have, be- they have fantastic and beautiful apps as well, which show you all of your stats and allow you to post on the go and all of that fun stuff. And Squarespace have just launched Squarespace Commerce. It's never been easier to start selling things online because Squarespace Commerce give you all of the tools to do that and they integrate a fantastic store right into your websites. You can instantly start accepting payments and they partner with Stripe for that. And if you have any physical or digital goods, you have fantastic tools to help manage that. So inventory management, order processing, you can print things like packing slips, coupons and that sort of stuff. You can create customized emails. You can host digital files and they can have download codes sent to your purchases and all of that fantastic stuff. So you should go and check that out and you can do that by going to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels where you can find out more and sign up for a free trial. Squarespace starts at $10 a month for their standard plan. If you sign up for a year for any of their plans, you'll automatically get 20% off that price. And if you sign up for two years up front, you'll get 25% off that price. And you will want to use the code 70 decibels free at checkout. So it will help them know that you found out about them through us and it will give you an additional 10% off your first order. So go check out Squarespace, everything you need to make an amazing website. All right, awesome. So we've we've covered field notes, we've covered the vanishing point. So let's talk about Retro Fifty One. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, Mike and I had the opportunity. I want to say it was late summer into the fall last mm-hmm. year. Would you say that's accurate um, timeline? Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Um, where Retro Fifty One included Mike and I in a product testing of a new product they were releasing. Um. And they sent us each a pen to use. They basically the the premise was 
here's this pin we're considering bringing to market. Um, and Mike and I weren't the only ones in this, obviously, but there was, I don't know how many people were involved in it, but I, I, I liken it to like a focus group. It wasn't necessarily a product review. It was basically a product focus group where they're yeah. wanting legitimate feedback, use the product, give us feedback on this product, and we're going to decide how we're going to bring this to market. So they sent Mike and I each a pen, asked us to use it for a month, and then they would send us out a s- online survey where Mike and I, you know, I-, I can't even remember the questions now. Mike and I were talking about it. It was an online survey, so we don't have documentation of what the specific questions were and, um, you know, what the our exact feedback was because it's been six or eight months at this point since we've done it. But I- what they sent us ended up being released here recently, and they're calling it the Retro 51 Snapper Tornado. Mm-hmm. Um they actually they did I don't think they gave us the name at the time. No, they did give us the name at the time. It was they did call it the Snapper. Um, it's basically the Retro Fifty One Tornado that we've talked about. Um, you know the the standard Tornado with the rollerball ink cartridge cartridge. They've made essentially a retractable Tornado with the ballpoint ink cartridge. That's the nuts and bolts of the Snapper. It's generally the same body shape, body style, body dimensions um, as the regular 51 Tornado, but it's retractable, and it's ballpoint instead of rollerball. See, this is the thing. On their website, it says in the bottom they have the, the refills like they always do, and they have rollerball mm-hmm. conversion, and they have the refills on there. But I mm-hmm. think that that's incorrect, because when, at least when we spoke to them, they said that it wasn't going to be available in the rollerball version, and I had a tweet from Retro 51 the other day confirming that. Well, that, that I said, somebody asked me, are they available in the rollable? And I said, I believe it was the ballpoint. And they said, yes. Now, this was my initial issue. And this is what I told them is, do you mind if I jump in first? Yeah. Well, yeah, let's, so let's each give our feedback. And we, we have not, we have never discussed this pen no. amongst each other other than the pen arrived and we're going to do, you know, our submission for Retro 51. We never discussed the pen until right now. So you go first and then, and then I'll go. So they are as beautiful as you would expect. They look just like the tornadoes and, and the colors that are on offer. So they have a chrome, a blue, a very bright yellow and a confetti, like a multicolored one. They look fantastic. Um, me and Brad had a version which hasn't actually been released. It was like a yellow striped, right? No, oh. mine's different. What, mine what? was solid. Mine was solid white. So the ones that we got, neither of them have been released in the color. Awesome. I have a two tone yellow striped version. I wish okay. I had it here. I actually have it at work with the rest of my collection. So I, I, I haven't got a picture for people. So I apologize. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't break mine out either. Mine's uh, mine's sitting in the other room. I don't have it in front of me. But yeah, mine's a solid white lacquer. So I, I love the mechanism of it. Actually, like the the, the it lends itself to a, the the way that the tornado looks. I mean, it has the twist end on it, right? But it actually, kind of that design lends itself to a uh, a, a knocker style. So you know you push down on the top, um, and so the you know th- that was all fine. I found the the actual see, remember remember this is these were very these were prototypes. So you know just please bear yes. that in mind. But the build quality wasn't exactly the same as usual, and that was kind of what I told them. I found the mechanism to be quite rattly, so it didn't really feel like it was put together as well as usual. Now I would not be surprised if they fixed this. So when I was writing, the mechanism was, was rattling around in the top of the pen, which was kind of frustrating. And I gave it a go for as long as possible. It was actually quite funny because the ones that they sent me, the ink had dried out by, 
time it got to me. So they very, I, I sort of sent them a note and they got the, it was very, very good the way they did this actually. They, they spoke to their Retro 51 UK dealer and they sent me an assortment of different colours. Um, I think it had opened in transit. So, because mm-hmm. they didn't come in the usual, it just came in an envelope. It didn't come in the tin. So, I think it might have gone pressed and got pressed in transit, and the ink dried out. Um, or you know, it's just some freak accident, but they fixed that. Um, and my main problem with this, though, is because it's a ballpoint. Um, is is a reason that I. I'm not inclined to buy one of these to add to my another one to my collection as it stands. Because what I love, I've always loved about the the Retro 51 is the quality of the refill. And and the the Schmidt refill that they use, the rollerball, I've always loved the ink distribution. The line it lays down is just fantastic. And it's one of the things to this day why I use Retro 51s nearly daily still. Because of how much I love that refill. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't have it, or at least it doesn't appear to. Um I mean, if if anybody can confirm to me that's different, or you know, or if it is an error on their website, fine. But um, that that's that that is kind of my issue, really, uh, Brad. Is that the the pen looks fantastic, the colours look beautiful. Like I I, I want all of these styles, mm-hmm. but I don't think I would use it because of the ballpoint refill. I mean, the, the the fact that it rattled wasn't really that much of an issue, but I just noticed that it did. Um, again, I don't know if yours is the same, but we'll get to that in a minute. But it's you know, for me, it's about how the pen writes as much as as how it looks, and what remains a pen that I want to use every day is one that I actually feel that I get a good, consistent writing out of. And I've never, a new long time listeners of the show will know I've never liked ballpoints and and never really will. Right, right. Just, I'm, I'm, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, I'm, I'm the same way on the. Just in general, in ballpoints, I'm not a heavy ballpoint pen user. Um, I just want to reiterate something you said, just so we're we are crystal clear on this, because I might have been talking over you while you said it. the The pens we got were prototypes; they may not be final production models. So whatever we say, we're based on these models that we got, and may be completely unrelated to the product that's being sold right now. So I want to make sure we are crystal clear on that. That said. I pretty much eviscerated this pen in in my review. Um, the barrel and body style are fantastic, like you say. Um, it's really just like the the regular Tornado Fifty One, the Retro Fifty One Tornado, the Rollerball version in design. The build quality I felt was subpar, and it all boils down into the we'll call it the snapper mechanism. You know the click the click action top, the knock, it, it was unusable for me. It rattled so badly. Yeah. I, I hated every, I hated every minute of it. Um, it was hard to use. I had to force myself to use it to get a good feel of it because I wanted to give them proper feedback. And I did. I mean, my, I wish I saved off some of my feedback, but I basically, you know, had a lot of the same feelings as you did, but I, I, I think I went even, harder on the the knock mechanism and i went so far as saying in my review that i felt if they took the product to market in this exact shape that they're going to get a lot of feedback about that and it's not going to be positive 
So I'm very anxious to get a hold of one of these pins or if one of our readers gets one of these pins and see if that was fixed. Because once we turned in our our surveys, we were done, right? We never got any future communication with them. At least I didn't. No. They said um, thanks, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but there was never, hey, we got your feedback and we've made some changes kind of thing. So we don't know what's happened in the six months since we've done this, whether they've corrected some of these issues because there were there were clear issues. I, if I bought this pen in the state that I reviewed it, I would ask for my money back. That's how I felt about the pen at the time. So I hope for them that it's changed. Um because it, it's it was a real issue for me, and I, I did it was not an enjoyable experience because it rattled so loudly. And you know, and part of it is it's it's an all metal pen. So when you have, and I've had this issue with the Kawiko AL ballpoint, which is the aluminum barrel ballpoint. When you have that metal on metal mechanism, it's got no choice but to make noise when you're writing with it. Some companies can handle that better than others. This was not handled very well. The Quico AL ballpoint, which is basically aluminum on aluminum and the inner knock mechanism, there's a lot more going on with a retractable pen as far as moving parts than a standard pen. You know, yeah. um, it's it's no wonder you don't see many retractable pens being built on Kickstarter. I mean, it's for a reason. It's not as easy, and there's a lot more things that can go wrong because there's a lot more moving parts. Yeah. Um, I actually I, had the mechanism fail on me a couple of times too. I don't know if you had that. Because I like used it, it for like a week and there mm-hmm. were times where it just got stuck. Oh, like it wouldn't engage or disengage? Yeah, and I had to unscrew it to get it all to go back. You know? mm, I don't recall the having that specifically. Right. I just recall it being so loud it was annoying yeah. me and I had to stop using it. And, so. what, and you could feel it as well. Yeah, right. There was um, like... I, for lack of a better term, it was almost like a vibration feedback. There was like mm-hmm. a tic-tac kind of feeling when you're writing and just... I have and, found the tweet and, and that they sent to me and they did say it's only a ballpoint. So I put a okay. link to that in the show notes. Yeah, because the, they do have the, the rollerball right there on that page. Yeah, I think that's just their standard sort of layout to the page, which isn't Probably. an excuse, but that's... If you look at all of their pages for the Tornadoes... It mm-hmm. has the refills there, mm-hmm. uh, but they need to change that. Yeah. So we're going to have to do some follow-up. If I can um, come up with an easy source for the snapper, I'll get one because I would like to see. I mean, this this would be a good test. I can take the prototype and see if anything's changed from the release model. And, um, you know, I think these just came out this week. Was it this week or last week that they started uh, promoting these? Do you recall? I think that was Friday. Friday. Okay. Yeah, Friday of last week. Maybe it could be a good one for a guest review if any of our listeners have bought one and they want to contact yeah. you, I guess, for that. I mean, this is, I mean, yeah, I think sure. I feel like we wouldn't be as harsh if their usual quality wasn't so above par. Right. You know, in this price bracket, I still remain that I've yet to find a better quality pen than the Retro 51 Tornado, the standard version. But the $25 price bracket, I don't think you can find anything better, personally. Um, Fountain pen, rollerball, ballpoint, I personally think there is no better pen in this bracket, which long-time listeners will know. I still feel that way. Um, But the... So I think it... Maybe if that wasn't the case, it wouldn't... We wouldn't be so harsh on it, but 
this this is sub this is subpar for them to come out of a product like this i feel and and it's a shame and if it is the same i'm surprised that they did it because i i've i was very honest with mine and i said to them i didn't feel like the the quality was the same yeah i i yeah i i said flat out that if they went to market in the shape that it's in it's going to be a problem for them that was was my exact comments i mean i didn't hold anything back on it at all because i i felt you know when when there's a product you love and a company you love when they do something that doesn't live up to what they've been in the past. I mean, you let them know because I mean, there's no sense in not to, right? Yeah, they sent it to us for a reason, right? And right. I guess that because they know how much we enjoy their products, right? Um, so it's interesting. We we did we did get we did have some of the same uh, same comments on it. I've, I've been uh, interested to know uh, what you felt about it all along, but uh, yeah. It's uh, we we. I I will get one of these pens, a snapper. Just it's the only fair thing to do. I agree with that actually. So I don't want you know, like I said in the beginning, you know, I just wanted to be clear about our the prototypes that we got, and you know, hopefully those issues have been corrected in the production model. Now we'll I will work on getting a snapper here pretty quickly, so we can have a follow up discussion to see if something changed or if something's not, and if it's changed. You know, I will probably praise the pen. I may not use it as much just because I'm not a huge ballpoint fan, but it it doesn't wouldn't mean it wasn't a a, a poor pen just because it was a ballpoint. It would make it a poor pen if they didn't change the 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 bad mechanism that both Mike and I experienced. So yeah. I think the only thing fair thing to do would be for me to purchase this pen and um, review it, and then we can talk about it and uh, have a follow up on uh, on our Retro Fifty One Snapper discussion. Yeah, unfortunately, um, there are no, none of the suppliers that I use have these in stock or even have them listed as going to be in stock um, any point soon. So um, I won't be able to get hold of one because I would want to do the same. You know? Right, and I'm I'm with you. It's it's the same same situation here. They're not. They've just been released. They're not in wide sale yet. So as soon as you know, if someone finds one for sale in the U.S., send me the link. I'll order it. Um, and I'll be keeping an eye out for, you know, they just announced them. So they're going to take a little bit just to get pushed out to the retailers and things like that. So, and then the retailers, um, you know, when pins show up at a retailer's door, they don't go on the website that same day. There's a lot that goes into it. So it might be a few weeks to a month before I can get a hold of one of these, but I will, I will definitely do that. Or if retro 51 are listening and they want to send us to test or send you to test a, uh, Absolutely. One, then please do. Please. Yeah, that too. They know how to get in touch. We want to give it a fair shake. Yeah, I think. no doubt. I, think that is, no I agree doubt. with you. That is the the right thing to do. I mm-hmm. think is for us to to check it. Yeah, and feedback. And, my, and Mike and I didn't talk about this before because you know they you know doing these type of things, doing a focus group type thing. I mean, they ask you not to. This is a product that may not have even seen the light of day, so there was no no reason for Mike and I to talk about it, but now that they've been released for sale, we felt that um, it was open for discussion at this point, and um, you know, we'll definitely be following up with one of the new ones to see if they've corrected some of the issues. Yeah, I didn't want to talk about it with you either for that reason, because... Oh, yeah. I would have never done that. Yeah, I get, well, I guess because you know, we had strong... I guess we both had strong views on it, but... <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've never used it since the day I sent the feedback. Yeah, but I, I keep it in my case because it's just it looks the one that I have looks very nice. Um, but I've not used it since. 
Correct. Sure. Yep. So me neither. Be worth worth seeing. Yep. But um, yeah. So it'll it'll be interesting. So you know, I think that's all I got for today, bud. I mean, I think uh, you know, there's I've got loads and loads of things to talk about, but you know, like a lot of our episodes, we could go for two or three hours if we didn't uh, just nip it in the bud and uh, call it an episode and. Uh, save the save the fun for next time indeed um you can find us on social networks i am i mike i am yke on both twitter and app.net um and you can find brad at penaddict.com and he is at dowdy d-o-w-d-y on app.net and dowdyism d-o-w-d-y-i-s-m on twitter so uh thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the penaddict podcast i'm mike and he's brad and until next time bye bye Bye.